0: Well hello there and welcome back to the Thai expat Daily show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and delighted yet again you've been able to tune in with us for today's news stories. Now, before we do get into today's show, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. Give this video a like if you can, and maybe even share us on social media. We're also available on up to 20 different podcast players now. And if you want to support the show, by whatever means you like, however, the easiest and best way is there's a link down in the description. And you can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com's website and that money goes straight to the show. But moving along quickly and into today's top four stories that we have here coming from Thailand and the first one is in relation to the Putai Party is promising 25,000 monthly wage. The Putai Party has pledged to raise the minimum monthly wage for salaried employees to 25,000 by 2027 as part of its efforts to woo voters ahead of the general election. Paboom Ranchasakul said the Putai led government under former prime minister Yingluck Shinawatra raised the salary to 15,000 baht 11 years ago but it has not changed since then while the cost of living has risen by 17%. This goes to show salaried employees have contributed to economic growth but they did not receive the wages they deserve. Their salaries are not compatible with the high cost of living he said. One third of the country's working population is also deep in death and finding it hard to make ends meet, Mr. Mr. Paboom said. The party has a policy to raise pay to 25,000 for salaried employees, both in the state and private sector, as well as university graduates who are entering the labour market. He said that state official wages would gradually increase to 25,000 baht by 2027. First announced in December, Putai's pledge to lift the daily minimum wage to 600 baht and the monthly salary for those with a bachelor's degree to 25,000 baht drew criticism from Prime Minister Priya Chanacha. He said it was easier said than done. Okay, it's a pledge before an election, but at the end of the day, I feel it's a good policy. I think salaries here in Thailand are far too low, considering the money that businesses make and the large profits that a lot of businesses make but they just simply don't filter down to the employee and the person there. In fact many businesses do their best to pay the basic and most minimum wages they can to people and basically offer it that's it or nothing at all you don't have the job. So I do think raising the daily minimum wage firstly is a very very good idea and then the monthly salaried is another excellent idea. Of course it may depend on what kind of business you are but big multinationals and also I'll throw in big hotels etc need to start to pay their staff a little bit better and a little bit more. And if Thai Party, and by the way the polls look at the moment, it does look like they possibly could win by a landslide at this stage, do get into power. I do hope they keep their pledge and that they do raise salaries here in this country so that Thai people can have a better standard of living and live better lives. And I think that should be always the hope we have for everybody around the world. Now moving along to the next story, which is just so bizarre and so strange, but I'm going to go through it and we can talk after it. And it's kind of nearly the featured story of the day. Red card system launched for bad foreigners in Phuket. Phuket immigration has launched a red card system that will see foreigners found guilty of two offenses deported from the country. And no, I am not making this stuff up, guys. Police Major General Pran Sanak, commander of the Immigration 6 office, which oversees immigration affairs in Phuket, announced the new system at a press conference earlier yesterday morning. Under the system, a foreigner will be designated a yellow card for a first offence. The foreigner will be issued a formal warning and the relevant embassy will be notified, he said. After the foreigner completed the current stay and left the country, the foreigner will be denied permission to stay in Thailand for the next visit on the basis that that foreigner had conducted an unlawful act that caused trouble and behaved in a way that is a threat to society. If a foreigner is found guilty of two of a second offence during the same period of stay, the foreigner will have his permit to stay in Thailand revoked and he will be sent back home to their country. The police officer said. Major General Pasanak said. However, critical to the policy announced today, he did not define exactly what level of or type of crime or unlawful act would be considered for a first or second offense. Of note, the types of offenses mentioned at the press conference focused on traffic violations such as not wearing a helmet while riding a motorbike, or not having the correct driving license, and dangerous driving. Meanwhile, the press conference today proudly announced the arrest of foreigners caught breaking the law under the Phuket Crime Free Campaign. Present for the event were a host of high-ranking officials from local government offices, including from the local transport, the labour, and even education officers. Phuket Provincial Police Commander Major Sampon also was present, but oddly not even his name was mentioned in the report. The press conference today focused on highlighting what actions police had taken against foreigners, assuring that the arrest of such foreigners was of paramount importance to the safety of people on the island and for the preservation of Phuket as a world-class tourist destination. While scant on details, it was confirmed that a foreign man had been arrested on an Interpol Red notice, as he was wanted by the French authorities. Also touted was the arrest of two Russian suspects for a robbery involving cryptocurrency and the arrest of French nationals for reckless driving without a helmet and driving without the correct driver's license needed for operating a vehicle in Thailand. Now so I guess if that happens from now on he'd get the yellow card I guess and then the next time they try to come back in they'd be denied. The latter group of arrests described as involving foreign tourists joining groups of motorcycles in Bhatang was branded as causing annoyance and behavior that is a threat to society. Phuket Immigration, Patong Police and Phuket Tourist Police had arrested French foreigners involved in the above and had arrested a foreigner for stealing a Thai job. Tracking down and arresting a gang of Mongolians stealing from tourists in Patong, namely by pickpocketing, was also worthy of a mention at the high-powered press conference today. Apparently, the landlord where the Mongolians were staying was issued a formal warning, admonishing him to strictly comply with the law. But which law the landlord had broken was not explained. Officials at the events also uh, promoted the Traffy Fondue app as a means of filing complaints to authorities, which has become a standard entry into nearly every local government report involving officials. It was explained that the three complaints relevant to the Phuket Immigration Office, the Police and the Phuket Tourist Police, two had been resolved, while the third was still under investigation. Phuket Immigration Police Colonel Tanat called on all people to report illegal activities perpetrated by foreigners. The Phuket Provincial Immigration Office has set a standard for conducting screening inspections and the suppression and arrest of foreigners who commit crimes in various fields, including monitoring persons with arrest warrants. If anyone sees or knows of wrongdoings by foreigners, please report it to the Phuket Immigration Office, he added. While focusing on catching bad farang on the island, police at the press conference today made no mention of any ethical action taken against any of its own officers for engaging in criminal activity, including an officer from the Shillong police attempting to extort 5,000 baht from a foreign tourist for illegally riding a motorbike through the Shillong underpass. So there you go, have it, and tourists... Foreigners, beware in Phuket. Phuket now is its own independent island where they can simply make their own rules and regulations up about immigration and do whatever they like, regardless of what the actual national rules of the country, the national laws of the country are. Phuket has now decided to make its own rules. So they have now the yellow and red card, except nobody knows what gets you a yellow card and nobody knows what gets you a red card. So if the discussion is, and what seems to be in another couple of websites, is if you're you're caught wearing no helmet as a foreigner in Thailand, you're going to get a yellow card. And the next time you try to go back into Thailand, you're going to be blocked. You will be rejected from coming in. And if you get two yellow cards during your current stay, you will be deported straight away and you won't be able to get back into Thailand again. This is how now the uh, Phuket immigration are conducting themselves. The police are conducting themselves in this country. This is what's going on now. Phuket has become its own island, its own country, apparently, with its own rules and regulations to do with immigration and everything else. And they simply can, you know, imagine the abuse that this could be getting and the way things have been going on in the country for the last couple of months, I'm not quite sure the police really need to have more spotlights on them. And this is yet another spotlight on people making up rules and regulations that I'm pretty sure probably will be challenged. And I I can guarantee we're going to see a backtrack eventually on this because this is just so badly thought out. The amount of tourists in Phuket who ride motorbikes, let's say, who come for a week. and I, By the way, I am all in agreement with people having the correct license on a motorbike. But the idea that, if you didn't have the correct license, your next time you try to come back into Thailand, you'll be rejected. That to me is ludicrous. What about Thai nationals breaking the law Phuket? Is it that they get away with it and it's a clear ride for them? It's a, a getaway for them and we're just going to now focus on tourists? These kind of press conferences do nothing but kind of nearly create a sort of racism amongst people that, yeah, let's get the foreigners. We saw this before during COVID, where people were picking on foreigners. Foreigners not wearing his from his face mask. Report him. Do this, do that. Oh, let's get them in trouble. Look at this guy on a motorbike with another person. That's against COVID laws. Take a picture. Post it on the website. Get him arrested. This was the thing that was going on during COVID. And I feel that this is kind of such a badly thought out idea again. Thailand is in desperate need of tourists to get the country up and going again. It's had three years of no income. We've had six months of income and they think everything's back to normal and that's it. It's not. You have to make up for all those years of income that you've lost. And yet, this is the amazing ideas that some people in local government are coming up. Their own rules and regulations in relation to foreigners and how to behave. So if you're driving without a motorbike helmet, I know it's against the law. But it's not the biggest. I I mean, it shouldn't be the focus of any police force in that, well, let's get the foreigner and, oh, he's going to get the yellow card now. He can't come back to Thailand again. I mean, this is what we're at. It just seems so ludicrous. And unfortunately, this is the bad press. This is the bad publicity that Thailand doesn't need right now. So you're going to see me and it's going to be on my page. Again, it'll be on my website. And think it's not just going to be my website. It's going to be on loads of websites. And it's going to be loads of bloggers are going to be talking about it. And it's going to turn up on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. And then people are suddenly going to start. God, if I go there and I get I could be deported for something, maybe I don't know what happened. I mean, it really, there's no thought gone into it. And I think if you want to have a, create suddenly a police state, but only for foreigners, because it only applies, all this only applies to foreigners. I mean, I was at a traffic light the last day. And the traffic light was red. It had been red for quite a few minutes. And I watched seven cars just drive through because they couldn't be bothered to wait. From my looking at through the mirrors, I didn't see any foreigners in the car. So the rule in this situation would be that if the Thai drives through, that's okay. But if the foreigner drives through, oh, bad farang. Yellow card for you. Oh, you have another, you've did that before. Oh, you're deported straight away. I mean, imagine if other countries around the world started to create these rules and regulations for Thais in their country. It would be called discrimination, racism, you know? Profiling people. But here in Thailand, it's just normal, it's okay. No thought again. But guys, I'd love to know your opinion on what you think about this news. Do you think it's right? Do you think it's wrong? Maybe you do think it's right. Maybe you think it's okay, I don't know. I just personally think it's it's a very bad idea right now, especially when you're trying to promote Thailand as a tourist haven, a world-class destination, as they say. But again, I'd love to know your opinions, guys, as always, down below in the comment section. And as you're listening to this, guys, if you're liking the video, if you're liking today's content, don't forget to smash that like button. But moving along, the government looks to cruise ships to lift tourism. The government is looking to cruise ships to lift the tourism sector's recovery, which also will be boosted by cooperation with Netflix in launching a creative travel guide to locations featured in movies, a spokesman said during the week. The Deputy Secretary General to the Prime Minister said cruises were among the most popular forms of tourism and the global market was growing exponentially. During the October to March high season, cruise ships carrying an average of 1,800 to 2,400 passengers made one-day stops in Thailand, Mr. Anuka said, citing data from the Tourism Ministry. These were high-value tourists, spending four to ten times what other visitors spent with preference for boat tours, Thai spas, cultural shows, and buying souvenirs. Thailand had upgraded ports to accommodate cruise liners, resulting in a rise in the number of ships visiting here, the spokesman said. The government was confident that cruise ships would increase tourism revenue In 2019, before the pandemic, revenue from cruise ships was almost 4.84 billion baht. The government was also looking to encourage new forms of tourism. State agencies recently joined hands with Netflix to launch Uncover Thailand, a creative travel guide. The guide would spotlight locations featured in popular films and shows from Thailand and beyond on Netflix, Mr. Nuka said, and promote Thai culture. He expected this would draw more tourists, particularly movie fans. But make sure you don't do anything wrong while you're here because you could get that yellow card. He said the Prime Minister is keen to promote new forms of tourism and Thailand's soft power. This will have economic and social value and provide opportunities for new business, Mr. Anuka said. Of course, if you get the yellow card, guys, that's your trip to Thailand finished. Don't forget. And finally, airline websites swam as Hong Kong ticket giveaway starts. People hoping to take advantage of a Hong Kong scheme to give away half a million free airline tickets face hour-long queues on Wednesday as the city bids to woo tourists back. Hong Kong last month launched a campaign to reboot its reputation as Asia's world city after years of strict pandemic-related travel restrictions and a crackdown on sometimes violent pro-democracy protests. On Wednesday, Hong Kong became one of the last places in the world to drop its outdoor mask mandate, which city leader John Lee said was a sign that it was resuming normalcy. Tourism once comprised nearly 5% of the city's economy, but visitors' figures plunged last year to 600,000, less than 1% of 2018 levels. Hong Kong-based carrier Cathay Pacific and Hong Kong Airlines were the first companies to launch the government-backed Hello Hong Kong ticket giveaway, which will roll out over several months. Social media users complained of long online queues to register and an AFP reporter encountered wait times of more than two hours on the Cathay Pacific website. More than 55,000 users were waiting to access the offer, according to the reporter. Cathay Pacific said its giveaway of 17,400 round-trip tickets from Thailand to Hong Kong ended on Wednesday afternoon, despite initially being scheduled to last seven days. The airline did not immediately respond to an AFP request for comment. The first stage of the giveaway offered round-trip flights from Southeast Asia. Hong Kong residents will be eligible for a separate campaign for 80,000 tickets to be rolled out in July. Hong Kong once had one of the globe's busiest and best-connected airports, but travel came to a virtual standstill when the city imposed strict travel restrictions and quarantine requirements part of China's Zero-Covid Doctrine. The restrictions helped the city remain largely virus-free until a deadly Omicron outbreak at the start of 2022 that killed more than 9,000 people. The city has now lifted most curbs, but as of January, around 20 regional Asian airlines were unable to restart services to the city due to labour shortages. And good news for Hong Kong, it's actually a country I really enjoyed visiting before COVID, and I've been there two or three times now. I'm not sure with the pro-democracy, with the very big change in Hong Kong and the clampdown that went on there, the change in basically the law there in relation to Hong Kong and the whole COVID mentality, whether or not it's going to be a good country to return to for, you know, a three or four day stay. I do have friends of mine who've been there recently. They said it was pretty much okay. Not as good as when they went before, but they mainly put that down that they were still there when they had to wear a mask and they found it quite annoying and there were still restrictions, etc. But in general, a nice city to visit if you like somewhere. You know, if you're living in Thailand, you want to go to Hong Kong, it's not that long. To, it doesn't take that long to get there either. It's, and it's a quick hop over the ocean, really. But that's it, guys, for today. Thank you for tuning in. You know, any comments on any of the stories, do leave them down below in the comment section. I do always love listening. Our listening. I love reading your comments each and every day. But yet again, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you have a phenomenal day and we'll chat to you soon. Take care and stay safe.